Hi, I'm Courtney Bullard, and this is Make a Difference Monday. Make a Difference Monday is affiliated with the Pearl House, and the purpose is to encourage you to make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world. Each month, we will have a new topic we'll be discussing and have a different guest to enlighten us and help dig just a little deeper in our discussion. So please like, share, comment. Let us know what you love about Make a Difference Mondays and what topics and guests you'd like to see us cover. We hope that each week you'll take time out of your day and watch Make a Difference Monday. Now, let's all go and make a difference. Welcome to Make a Difference Monday, where we encourage you to make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world. I'm Courtney Bullard. I'm the co-founder and executive director for The Pearl House. And today, we are joined with Paula Vodder, and we're going to be talking about making disciples. So I am so excited because Paula and I have known each other uh, for several years. Uh, And in fact, Paula discipled me when I was a teenager, and then she has served on the board when I was doing ID Ministries and uh, continues to invest in my life. She's that person in your life that you know you can always call. Like She is my go-to when I need support, prayer, encouragement. And so I am beyond thrilled that she is joining us today. So Paula, thank you for being here. Welcome to Make a Difference Monday. Oh, thank you, Courtney. I am um, thrilled to be here today, and I'm so proud of you and Steve and what you're doing to literally make a difference with the Pearl House, and it's just um, incredible. I just stand in awe of what God's continuing to do in and through your lives, and uh, Brent and I just fully support you guys and love you guys so much, so thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, and I probably should have grabbed tissue because I feel like anytime we have a conversation, I end up crying in good tears. But also, in case we need it. That's so great. Okay, well, Paula, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I could tell you that um, I'm married to Brent, and we've been married for 13 years. Um, I spent a good portion of my life single, um, waiting for the man that God had for me. And as I was waiting, I was doing what God called me to do, and that was to teach the Word of God to write Bible studies, and to disciple gals and girls and women. And so um, I've been doing that for about 30 years. I'm currently on staff as the women's minister at Quell Springs Baptist Church, and that is an honor and a delight to be able to do that as well. I'm I'm a little jealous I don't live in Oklahoma City because I would be coming to um, be a part of your ministry because those women are blessed. I know it. So, okay, so let me just start off. Um, You minister to women, girls, college girls, teenage girls. I mean, women um, gravitate towards you, and I've seen that, and I'm one of them. And Mm -hmm. so I would love for you to share, when you're meeting with women, how do you get them to um, have their walls come down where they feel safe, where they can be authentic? Like, how, how do you accomplish that when you're meeting with women? Certainly, it's obviously, it's. I think God, you know, is the one that paves that way. And, um, you know, I've always told you that I think God's given you a magnitude that just draws 
others to you. And so, you know, it's, it's Christ in us that we want them to be attracted to. But I think it's important to establish safety and trust within that relationship from the get-go, whether it's going to be, you know, a short-term relationship or it ends up to be, you know, decades long like ours is. And it's important to show that you care, um, to, to earn the right to speak into that person's life and to be steadfast so that person knows that you're there for them whenever they need you. You know, I, um, I've had the privilege, and you've, you've mentioned it, but I've had the privilege to um, pour into many gals for decades. And it's not uncommon for me to maybe have not heard for, from them for a long time, but then all of a sudden I'll get that text of, hey, God put you on my heart. I need, I need to talk. I've got something going on. And so they know they're safe, and they know I'll tell them the truth. And, you know, that the Bible talks about speaking the truth in love. And the one other thing I'd say about that is I think honesty and transparency when you're trying to, you know, get those walls to come down is really important, not just on their part, because, you know, it's so vulnerable when you're the one that's um, being discipled or being counseled through something. You think, you know, gosh, you know, I'm just putting all of my stuff out there. And so I like to be, um, I think it's important to show and to share, you know, my own vulnerabilities. I don't like take over with that, but there's an empathizing. And I've always said to um, gals that I've discipled is I would never ask you something that I wouldn't be willing to answer myself. That's so good. And I've seen that where when you put your walls down and you can be authentic, then it almost gives them permission and allows them to think okay, well then, you know, I can go there too. And so you do such a great job of that and model that really well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You know, it's it's uncomfortable. It's one thing to get up and be ready and, you know, to teach the Bible and, you know, stay on point and never, never even let your own personal self, you know, show through in that. Some of the most, um, oh, edifying comments that I get from people are how transparent, you know, I appreciate how transparent you are, how vulnerable, and also just, Showing your weaknesses, you know, I, we want to put together, you know, a package that looks like we're all together and it's tied in a bow and everything's great, but that's not something that somebody could emulate. That's, that's some kind of God and gospel that uh, another gal can't follow if they think you're just perfect and you've got it all together. So I think those things help to bring those walls down and establish trust and build relationship. So whenever you're meeting with someone, how, how do you push them to really be a better version of themselves? Yeah, you know, that's such a great question, Courtney. And I like to think of discipleship as coming alongside another woman and meeting her where she is and urging her and helping her to become the woman that God created and intends for her to be. And so for me in that, that I think the primary thing that's important is then understanding and applying the word of God in our lives. Um, the word transformation is a word that we talk about a lot. I'm a preset Bible study teacher. You know that, and I've been doing that for, uh, gosh, 30 years. But transformation, another word, life change or spiritual growth or Christ-like character comes from not only having that head knowledge, because the Bible says head knowledge, you know, puffs you up. So we know the Word of God. We understand what it means and says, but transformation comes when we apply that truth to our life. What do I need to change? What do I need to stop doing, start doing? And so I think that's a big piece of helping somebody become a better version of themselves is through the word of God. And, and then the accountability piece is a big part, you know, to help us stay on the path towards becoming more like Christ. 
But the thing is that it's a battle. You know that. You know, it's, a, it's warfare. And so we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a very real enemy who wants to thwart us in any way that he can. And so as soon as we're like, okay, I'm going to take this path. I'm going to, you know, I want to grow in my walk with God. I want to become the best version of myself that God, I want to become who God created me to be. Well, the enemy is going to come at you in all manner, all manner. And so, you know, the Bible says, recognizing that he is greater that's in me than he who is in the world. And so I think a big part of the disciple maker's role is encouraging and standing with you, coming alongside you as you journey and you, you want to make um, a difference in whatever it is that God's calling you to do, whatever area of your life you're wanting to grow and become more like him. So walking alongside is a big part of that as well. That's so good. And you do such a good job of speaking truth. And I think it makes a difference when you know there's someone else that sees the potential that you have. Man, Paula, you are a woman of wisdom. I don't know about that, but I tell you what, you you are right. And it's um, the, the enemy, what it says, he seeks to kill and still and destroy. And, you know, if he can knock us off target, if he can knock us off our game, I think a lot of times when that happens, we think, okay, well, I've got to start all the way back over again. Hmm. And so like, well, you know what, maybe you were running, running the race and you got so far, you don't have to go all the way back. You know, I think the enemy just wants to completely take you out. And so the best thing you can do is just to get up with the strength that the Lord gives you and get back in the race. You know, the, the Bible talks about that, that um, we have this cloud of witnesses around us and that we're to run the race that God set before us with endurance, casting off all those things that hinder us, but keeping our eyes fixed on, on the Lord. Encouraging an exhortation is a lot more than just pom-poms, I'm cheering for you. It's literally urging and propelling that person, like you said a few minutes ago, to um, be who God created them to be. And, and that I see that potential in you, whether you see it in yourself right now or not. Mm, that's good. So when women, I know that they probably call on you a lot, maybe when they're um, going through a trial or struggle, how do you help them walk through a trial? How do you walk, help them to really kind of walk through that struggle? It's interesting that you asked that question. Just this week, I got an email from a gal that's been in my Bible study, and, um, and we've had opportunity to talk quite a bit just as before we went into COVID, you know, so we were meeting in person more, and she was there, young, young married gal. And so, and I knew that she had difficulty in her marriage, and that her husband's a non believer. And, um, so anyway, just this week, I got an email from her, and the, the caption said, HELP, in all caps. And so I read it, and basically it was, you know, the same scenario with, you know, how do I live with my husband that's a non-believer? And you get these kinds of 911 situations a lot, and, you know, as people are going through trials. And I know we've talked about the enemy, and I think one of his greatest strategies is to try to make you feel like you're the only one who's ever dealt with whatever it is. You know, if someone knew that I was struggling with fill in the blank, whatever it is, that there would be shame and that there would be guilt and there would be fear. Maybe I would lose my reputation, whatever. And again, I go back to what the word of God says and how important it is in whatever scenario it is that we face. You know, you open the word of God and it may not say exactly how do I make it through this. But the Bible speaks really clearly to, you know, knowing that these kinds of things are going to happen to us, trials, temptations, struggles, um, all, all manner of, uh, of hard. 
And the Bible says that the one who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. But then right after that, it says, no temptation, regardless what it is, has overtaken you or enticed you that is not common to man, to man or to woman. Meaning you're not the only one that's ever experienced this hard. And so it says God's faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's trustworthy. He's compassionate. And it says he's not going to let you um, get to a place that you're tempted beyond your ability with the spirit who is in the life of a true believer, that, that it's not going to go on beyond your ability to endure it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people like to think, well, it says that he will you know, just pluck you right out of it. Well, that word endure means the ability to walk through it in a way that is like an overcomer, that you're victorious. So um, I just think that it's so important, you know, the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I know a lot of what we've been talking about is I always go back to the word of God, but not in a trite way, in a way that it is truly your anchor. You know, what else are we going to do as things in life continue, you know, to get harder? A lot, a lot of people, I think, thought that uh, going, you know, turning the page on the calendar from 2020 to 2021, that everything was just going to be okay. And, you know, really, realistically, all it is is just turning the page on your calendar. And so we have to persevere, and we have to stand firm in the truths that we know. And so for me, um, as I'm encouraging and coming alongside someone who's in a crisis or trial, I encourage them with the Word of God. Amen. It never returns void. Right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't return void. Last year, you know, I think sometimes God will give us a, a word or a theme for the year. And mine last year, meaning 2020, was kind of well-being or peace. I had a necklace made because I needed to keep it before me. It says, wrestle, um, die to self, and well-being. And so I think what happens is the things that come into our lives, which when you have to think about God's sovereignty, everything that comes into your life is filtered through his fingers of love. Nothing happens to us in our life that catches him by surprise and he goes, ooh, I didn't know that was going to happen to Courtney. I wasn't ready for that. You know, he's ready. And so whatever happens in our lives, we can trust that. And so I like to think about the scenario in Genesis where Jacob wrestles with God. And he's wrestling with God not so that he can win, but so that he can be conformed to what God wills. And so I like to think about it of wrestling. When I want to be conformed to God's will, then I'm going to probably need to die to myself. And in that dying to self, then that's where you find your peace and your well-being. And so that's just been um, a theme that I think is not just important for one year. It's, I think it's for a lifetime of what God, you know, how he would ha have us handle um, the journey that we're on because it's going to have bumps and Sometimes they're going to be train wrecks and sometimes they're going to be a little bump in the road. But um, that's why discipleship is so incredible and so important because we come alongside and we let me walk with you through this time and encourage you, help hold you up even when you don't have the strength to, to hold your own self up. It's, it's a beautiful picture of Christ. Amen. Well, thank you, Paula, so much. Thank you for joining us and being a part of this. And Thank you to all that are watching and are part of this Make a Difference Monday. And we encourage you to go out and make a difference. And we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.